Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is James Stanton, VP of Marketing at Imperium. James, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Jeremy. It's great to be here. So Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. We are a full-service B2B podcasting agency, and we help brands use podcasting as an efficient way to have authentic conversations with the people you need to get to know to grow your business. And you can learn more at tribknowledge.com. Okay, James, now back to you. Let's hear a little bit about your background as a marketer and about Imperium. You got it. So I've been in the marketing world for quite some came uh, in without telling you my entire resume here, but I came into marketing first on the agency side, working in New York City at a brand agency. And then I joined an information company called Gartner, worked there for a number of years, worked for another company in a similar vein called 451 Research before and a couple other experiences before moving out of the information world and then into the HR tech and benefits and wellness and healthcare space, which is where I'm at today. And the company I work for, Empyrean, is plays a key role in the space. We have a solution for managing your benefit administration and your entire benefit and wellness journey, which in today's world is pr pretty important for the, the companies that care about their employees and are looking to have their employees feel supported and live their best lives. We can help make that happen. Uh, so yeah, it's a great, great space to be in. And I get to lead an awesome marketing team here. Excellent. Very cool. Now you're also a musician, right? I know people are going to wonder because they can see your guitar right there in the background. <laughs> so you, you're a musician, a songwriter, right? Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Perhaps I, it's not my, my day job, unfortunately, but yeah, no, <laughs> I've, I've played music my, my whole life and I'm a singer songwriter and, and yeah. So I like, like to keep that. You can also see my lute over here, which I don't, a I don't lute? play that wow. one quite as often. Okay. Yeah. A lute. That, that's like a medieval instrument, right? Yes. 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 It, yes, it is. And I, I, on, on occasion, I will prance about with my, with my lute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can picture you like in the Lord of the Rings type of situation, sort of on a you mountaintop to with your lute. Yes. You have to prance with the lute. There's no other way to play it. <laughs> well, you must prance, right? So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So now you've been at Empyrean for a little more than a year. Yep. And when we spoke a little bit before, you told me that when you started out, one of your main tasks was helping the company discover its central value proposition, its yep. why, so to yep. speak. So how have you gone about, first of all, how have you gone about kind of getting internal buy-in on the need to do that? Yeah. So, you know, in, internal buy-in is critical to, and if you're doing anything to touch, right, the, the company core, the, you know, the why or the central brand proposition or strategy, the worst thing in the world is if, you know, marketing comes marching in and kind of drops something, right? It, it just, it, it will never work. It's not authentic. The company hasn't bought in. So for for me and the way that I approach things um, of this magnitude is to have internal buy really just be, 
comes through being a part of the process, right? And it's and it's not just at the end, like, hey, look at what we figured out. Like, don't you like it? It's starting with stakeholders from across the company, learning from them along the way, which especially, right, as a newcomer to the organization, you know, I didn't know everything. My team didn't know everything, but the what we wanted to run as a process, they could be super uh, in- inclusive. So again, that, that was kind of, you know, core to getting internal buy-in and core to the need to do it, right? I think you asked us to kind of, you know, yeah. why do we need to create a why? Yeah. You know, it, it was a pr- pretty obvious I, that I think everyone was able to buy into the fact of why we needed to do it because we're in a very bloody ocean. We, the competitive set, we all do have, have a very similar solution that we bring to market. And we were all talking about the great tech and the great service that that we have and realized I like to do these things called a, uh, what do I call it? Attention triangle. Got to have a fan, fancy name for things in marketing. But all, all I do with this tension triangle is I plot right at, at each one of the, um, they're not corners on a triangle, they're points. Uh, <laughs> each one of the points, <laughs> uh, a core value proposition that's kind of shared uh, across uh, us and our competitive set. And then plot everybody in there, right? With the way that they're going to market mm-hmm. and messaging. And that very quickly just showed everybody's clumped in, right? You know, talking mm-hmm. about the, the same set of things. So using that again with the groups as we're starting to create groundswell for creating our new why, having that externally validated, that's also another great way to get internal buy-in is to have some of our key clients and the influencers and channel partners in our space I'll look at that too and say, yep, you know, that's how we see you and your competitor. That gave kind of, you know, rise and, and need for the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it's, it's so interesting to me how finding the why it doesn't just kind of magically happen. Like you, you need to make it happen. And like most companies start with a product or a service and founded by the people who created it from scratch or like from the ground up. Right. And they're just so deep into that, that it can be hard to kind of pull back, right? And see like, okay, what's the, what's like the intrinsic value here? Like you, yep. we know that our product is awesome and it can do X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C, but what on the, on like the, I don't know, call it like the more philosophical level almost like what's the intrinsic value that people really deep down care about in the human way, right? And I really yeah. think that's where marketing comes in and really can take that step back and be like, let's let's broaden our scope here. Let's explore that dimension. Yeah, 100%. I could, couldn't agree with you more. And, and it is a, uh, you know, there's a, l- a little bit of marketing magic maybe that, that go- goes on there, but I think it, it, you nailed it and it's creating an emotional connection for your brand with the audience that you're trying to connect to. And it's so easy and I see it happen so many times, right, where companies focus on, you know, how they do things or what they do, right? Which are all super important, right? You, you need to yeah. be able to talk about like, yeah, how we, here's how we go about delivering our, you know, great solution. You know, we've got all, you know, these people and we've got this platform and here's what we do. We can do this. We can do, like, those are all like not saying that it's not important to talk about that and have that at the tip of your tongue, but creating that, you know, the why the or a central brand proposition, however you want to think, think about it. And I do like 
Simon Sinek and the way he talks about the why, the how, and the what. And and so I ascribe to that a bit. But, you know, getting to that emotional connection of the why, that's just, it's the wellspring. It's where you start, you know, You, you don't have to spend, you know, two hours discussing your brand belief and your why with, with a customer. But if they see that, say, you know what? I, that, that's kind of how I feel too. I, I, that, that gets me going a bit. That yeah. opens the doors then, you know, the emotional, you know, language welcomes you in and you can then connect with all the how and what, what we do way more easily. Yeah. And I think the key word there is feel. You said, oh, that's how I feel about it too, which is, you know, you're talking about emotions, which you've mentioned a couple of times. And as we all know, when it comes to actually making a buying decision, emotion plays a large role. It's not the only thing, but it plays a very large role. And you you have to be able to tap into that in, in order yep. to get anyone to part with their hard-earned money. For, for sure. And, you know, in, in the B2B world and in the space that, that we're in, when someone, when our, our clients, you know, who are HR and benefit leaders, when they make a decision to work with our platform, it is a multi-year commitment and it's likely it, it's a, it's a multi-month commitment to just get it started, right? Whether you're yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. coming to us from, you know, a, a different competitor or you've been doing it on your own. There's just a ton of emotional investment that goes, that, that comes behind that decision because you're we're spending so much time together, right? Are so critical. We're talking about, you know, whether your benefits for, you know, if something traumatic happens to you, right, are going to be there for you and that, you know, payroll deduction has worked and your evidence of insurability has gone through so that if you're, you know, in the doctor's office with a kid with a broken arm, it's all good. And you, and, and that, you know, backwash to the company being like, I'm glad my company had my back. Glad that I was able to get mm-hmm. this taken care of. I've got dollars in my HSA account. Like so, there, again, when you think about all the emotion, especially in, in our world of in benefits, that that to me was one of the driving reasons why. Yeah, our, our brand, our core, why it it had to be emotional. It had to be out there. It couldn't just be about what we do. Yeah, for sure. So, what is the why? How do you articulate that? Like in a yeah. you know the elevator pitch, what is Imperian's why? Yeah. So. Um, so glad you asked. So our our why could be summed up as building culture through benefit. And for us, what what that points to and what that expresses r- really comes from the past several years of growing need by people, by us, by we humans to have a, a stronger, safer, more secure, you know, route to our existence, right? If you think about mm, mm-hmm. that little thing called the pandemic, which I, I'm not quite sure where, where we sit with it at the moment, but it's been, it's, it's only accelerated, right? This need for people, again, to feel that they have got you know, someone's got their back, someone's helping hold them, someone's helping, you know, secure and improve their, you know, the way that they they can live. And companies over the past couple of years, especially since we're all, you know, welcomed into everybody's living room or, you know, their their home, there's become a, mm-hmm. a much stronger connection between the employer and the employee than, than there ever was before. I mean, I, I've heard stories, you know, of CEOs now who are like, know the names of the dogs of the, you know, the people five rungs <laughs> down from them. Right. And, yeah. and so there's just a, you know, the, the kind of wall between, you know, 
corporate, you know, America and all that. And, and the, and the work, it, it's just gotten, you know, com, com shredded, right. Completely. Mm -hmm. And so in, in the kind of midst of all of these big cultural, you know, shifts and work strategy shifts, we believe here at Empyrean that the role of benefits is just critical to how a company needs to think about their culture. Right. And cause their employees. The employees are judging them on it no matter what, right? And and it and it's gone beyond just do you have a four hundred one k, right? It's hey, you know that mm -hmm. that pet, right? <laughs> that start that pet you just met, right? I, I want my fur baby to have uh, pet insurance, right? Are you going to help me out, right? You know that, right? So we, mm -hmm. we we've seen this year a huge surge, a double digit surge on on pet insurance, right? Being being adopted, wow. for, okay. for instance. So. Again, we the the our, our brand why right of building culture through benefits is all about helping employers to make that connection about what their benefits can do for for their teams and mm. extend the power of their brand into the daily life of their employees and and again really just focus on that connection that that's what we're trying to kind of emotively mm -hmm. connect to and then our platform is what make and I won't go into all the details of what our platform sure. does obviously. But we have the ability technically to kind of pull that off to make that happen. Yeah. So it sounds like when you drill all the way down, it's the why is kind of tapping into just the very basic and deep human desire for safety, security, well-being, yes. knowing that you're not totally exposed and vulnerable, like that. those kind of really basic human needs. Yep, for for sure. And and there are there are so many interesting benefits that are out there, you know, today is what you hear a lot obviously about mental health of the past couple yeah. of years, you know, as we've all been going through a lot. That that has played, you know, become very very top of mind, but there's so many other interesting benefits that that are out there that companies, you know, are are really trying to string to, together. I mean, things um, from student loan refinancing and getting preferred rates, right, to alleviate some of that financial burden. You know, others, even like Shopify, like going out and, you know, especially in the middle of the pandemic, right, if you didn't want to go do your own shopping, or I think companies can offer that as a benefit. You know, what's another interesting one? Gratify is a kind of an, an, an interesting one where it's, it's a benefit of providing advice and guidance for college uh, admissions, right, to folks that may not have access to a college account. Like, so, there's just so many different ones that you can, as a company, you can think about what are our core values, what is important to our yep. culture. And one of the ways that we can make that value tangible is through a benefit, right? That, that yep. Those are the kind of conversations and things that we're thinking about, as well as, of course, core health uh, and, and well-being will, will always be you know, a, a central and a very important benefit. For sure. Now, so... Your team, of course, is responsible for, among many other things, articulating that why through the content you produce and, and so on and enabling sales to have those discussions. And when we spoke earlier, you mentioned that you approach creating content like a product manager approaches building a product. So first of all, what does that mean? <laughs> and what's an example of how that works, what it looks like in practice? Yeah, sure. So... You know, I, met, I mentioned as I was talking about my experience that after my agency days, I went uh, into product roles. I went into a company, uh, Gartner, who many of you might be familiar with. And I was part of the product team there. I mean, we, it was a really fun time. We brought a whole, whole new uh, side of Gartner's business selling to high tech providers yeah, to, to life. And so I spent several years learning about how to create information products. 
right? That's what Gart Gartner does, right? And um, mm -hmm. those information products, right, are sold for dollars, you subscriptions and, you know, seats and, and, and all of that. And those kind of, you know, that, that, those lessons that I learned um, about, you know, information and exchange, you know, valuable information and in exchange for dollars, right, is what I've taken forward as I moved into corporate marketing role. And, you know, Funny, the, the first corporate marketing role that I had at Gartner, the CEO asked me, he said, hey, you've done such a great job, you know, with products. Can you take that same approach and build a marketing webinar program? Right. And I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> and we ended up building a program with three webinars every week in two to three different time zones and, you know, a whole process behind subscribing to that. But the takeaway and that I brought forward is that people aren't paying with dollars they're paying with their own information, right? And I take mm. that as very valuable, right? For we marketers, right? I mean, information, knowing about people, what they're interested in, what the, you know, who they are, where they live, who they were, all that stuff, right? That's our gold, right? That's what we can work with to then, you know, do our job of creating pipeline and all of that. So as we, as I bring content programs to, to life, I always, you know, keep, keep that in mind and make real investments, right? I mean, you, you, if you're going to create content, that's going to be of high value, you know, that just doesn't, that, that's not just a random tweet here or there. You have to invest in the people and the time and the resources to do it. Right. And, you know, we're in the midst of a big study right, right now ourselves on looking at the future of benefit leaders. And we're interviewing over a hundred folks to get that done. We're partnering with an analyst firm, Nelson Hall to, to do that. Right. So it, it, a lot of craft and care comes into that. So at the end of the day, when that thought leadership is stood up, and whether it's, you know, a report they want to download or an interactive experience that allows them to, you know, learn certain things while we learn certain things about them, all of that, you know, it is of high value. And, and the last mm -hmm. point while, while I'm on, I suppose I have the mic here. One, one <laughs> thing I always like to think about too for, for content and a product, you know, or oriented uh, mindset is to really think about your content differently. You've got thought leadership content, which is everything that I just talked about, right? Then there's, there is an absolute time and a place for, you know, solution and capability and product co content, right? Things about us, why we're great, problems we solve, things we do. I always make it very much of a known strategy on the marketing teams that, that I get to be a part of, that those two need to be different. Right. I, I have a, a, a very large bee in my bonnet about white papers that end up, you know, you read a couple of paragraphs and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm just being sold to. Right. It's, you know, it's not mm, just a, mm -hmm. this is a fluffy white paper product marketing piece. That in my mind is an absolute no, 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 no go in from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. It's so disappointing when that happens. Right. You've like downloaded the paper and you're like, oh, cool. I get to learn this thing I wanted to learn about. And it's just a sales pitch yep. and, and it's, I mean, I'm not going to go back to that company for nope. information or, you know, probably not work with them. It's just like not leave, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And there's times when you want that information, make it accessible. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you don't, and I usually don't put, you know, wouldn't put that even behind, you know, any kind of gate. Right. But you, and yeah. you need to have that available. So I'm not discounting, you know, that needs to be created. It needs to be great. It could certainly use, you know, some thought leadership bullet points in it, right? Oh, we heard, you know, the reason we created this is in response to this, you know, industry. And here's the five things it does well. But the title of that paper is an industry trend, right? It's the feature of the function that you're explaining. 
Absolutely. So just actually to pause for a second, I had at the end these kind of quick questions about focus and Q1. Yep. If it's okay with you, since we're getting kind of close to where I want to end the episode, yep. I'd rather end with a question about kind of like a, a main takeaway for marketing teams that are kind of searching for their why, if that's okay with you. Yeah, do that. Sure. Okay. Okay. So now we'll go back into the interview. Here we go. Okay, okay James. So to wrap up, what would be your main takeaway for marketing teams that are kind of more at the beginning of that journey of searching for their why? What are the what's what are the most important first steps to take? Well, I it's a it's a great question, and I think we we talked a little bit about it uh, earlier. In that, I think that you know takeaway number one is <laughs> getting a buy in across the organization mm. that you work at that we don't have a good why today and why that's hurting us. Right. Mm -hmm. And built, you need to build, build your case. And I, I can tell you that sometimes that could be a little uncomfortable and you have to have conviction. Right. So as a marketer, you need to feel very strongly. Right. And know that this is important for us at this stage and at this juncture of who we are as a company. Right. And the good news, as I mentioned earlier about Simon Sinek, right. And for those of you who haven't looked at him yet, there is a ton of really good information that's out there that can help you to articulate the need. And, and then, you know, once you've got that buy-in, go, go, go. Don't, don't give up. Don't sit back, right? Keep, keep the momentum moving. Keep people engaged. Show iterations, right? Don't wait and do big reveals, right? Little steps are, are even more impactful because then everybody inside starts to see their voice being you know, heard and also expressed um, because no, again, no brand, no why is going to be successful if the only thing that you do is create a great new website, but the rest of the company doesn't feel emotionally connected to what you're putting out there. So I guess those mm -hmm. would be a couple of key takeaways. Okay. Excellent. So, so much, so much good stuff there. Well, James, thank you. Thanks a ton for your time and for a really engaging conversation. My pleasure, Jeremy. It was a blast. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.